this triad is what I call them kind of gets us out of that sense of bouncing back and forth between the two options we think we have and gives us a third. So when wind mother's ungrounded, she can either kind of settle like we would think like you would want to like ground and find your like one place and be a little more stable and, and centered. The other way though, is river mother is about going ahead and going somewhere, but doing it with focus and purpose. and welcome to the Just Boldly Go podcast, where I help women face their fears, set goals, and take imperfect action towards creating a life they can't wait to get out of bed for every single day. If you'd like to see what we have going on, you can head over to justboldlygo.com. And if you're a women-owned business, we'd love to invite you to join our women-owned business directory at sheowns.org. I have with me today an amazing woman who's an author and a mother and all kinds of amazing things. And she can tell you more about what she does and about her book. And so Jill, Joe Clifton is here today and go for it. Tell me all about your things. Mm, thank you. I have recently released a book um, back in November called Landscape of Mothers. And it's about parenting. It's about parenting of our children sort of in the day-to-day as well as like growing an inner mother to help take care of us so that we can do the things we came to the world to do because we're often so much more than a single role, right? We're complex human beings. A lot of us came feeling like we have so much more to do, right? So Landscape of Mothers definitely has the parenting focus, but I less mean like what a woman does with children than I do with like the relationship of all of it. So it's really pertinent to a lot of different things. And the way that it's unique is that it's based in archetypes based on nature. So the wind mother or the mountain mother or the river mother. And the idea that the way that we take care of, whether it's someone else or ourselves or our careers or whatever, is that the way that we take care has to do with sort of navigating or, or visiting all of these different skills in tangible terms and in sort of metaphorical terms than I presented as a landscape. My background's in ecology, so I think in terms of nature and location. I really loved the way, I, I have the book, obviously, so, and I love <laughs> the way that you laid it out. And I love the way you tied it into nature and ecology and the landscape. And it was interesting because, you know, I knew you were writing it and I knew like the basis behind it, but still, like, as I'm starting to read it, I'm like, I want to be this mother. But then as I'm reading through it, I'm like, oh, I need all of these. Like, I need all of these aspects. And I suck at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'm really bad at that one. So, but it really gave me insight into what, you know, what I naturally am good at, what I need to work at. And I love the way it's, you know, like a, a kind of circular thing where you like, it, and it's something to revisit consistently. Like, it's not something that you just would, read it one time and, oh, okay, now I get it. It's like, you have to keep going back and redoing these things to get really good at the parts that you're not so good at. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people ask me like, is this a memoir or something? I'm like, no, yes, no, (laughs) you know, because 
no, I don't talk about myself. It's not necessarily my story, but where it came from was very much like I felt um, like I had sort of a turbulent childhood and I often <laughs> didn't feel like my parents met my needs very well. And so when I became a parent, one of my things was like, what am like I ran into the places where I was missing things because I didn't, I was never given them. Mm-hmm. And yet I wanted to give them my children. So like, as I'm reading parenting books, I was like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be able to, to do this thing or behave this way. Or like, I want this kind of relationship, but I didn't have the skills. And so like, I mean, my kids are teenagers now. This was not, like you said, it's not like you just do it once and oh, voila, you figure it out. It, it was very much something that I had to go back over and over and over And each of the mothers, the way that they're organized in the book is that they have, each one has a gift and that gift creates, you know, something magical and a strength, something, you know, that we might be aiming at, but she also has a place then that she's sort of open to a struggle. So like mountain mother being presence, you know, presence isn't something you just learn magically one day and then you have it. Um, So one of her great gifts is that she's super stable. She's reliable from one moment to the next, but her struggle then is it's easy to get stuck. It's easy to like be in the same place all the time when, you know, your kids are developing or you're developing or relationships go through struggles or whatever. And so she has a gift, you know, something that you want to connect with, but it's not like you can just land there and stay there because you're likely to just sort of get into the struggle. So yeah, that's one of the things about the mothers is that it sort of opts out of being a good or a bad mother. Like no one of them is the good mother. You know, no one of them is the one that's like, oh yeah, we should all be her. Because if we were all her, we'd have a whole lot of trouble. (laughs) And so like you said, it is, it's it's set up as a pathway, a circular pathway so that it's something that we can revisit and keep going. We can go and find the ways that we can embody the strengths to however we can now and then and then kind of circle through all the possibilities and and you know so there's different mothers will do different things like ocean and wind are really good at moving you around like they both have a lot of motion in them wind like lifts and you know sort of whimsical and fun and can also not be very accountable to something like she can be you know she can struggle with following through (laughs) that's the one I naturally am (laughs) yeah and then like ocean ocean's movement is a little different it pulls into the depth and can be really good for finding our way back to our values and the things that are important to us and to our to our spirituality to our sense of being part of something bigger than just ourselves so they move in different ways and in that way those two can be really helpful if we're in the mountain mother struggle of being stuck in something or feeling like we're just repeating you know we're on the treadmill and we just can't get out of the rut. There's sort of those two offer different ways of moving. River mother is also good at the motion, but she needs those banks. She kind of needs to know where she's going before she can focus and fulfill her purpose. I definitely think it should be required reading for all new mothers because I know I went through a long period of time of feeling like I'm not a good mother. I'm just like not. And my mother was very good nurturing naturally like just wants to take care of everybody mother and I'm not like that at all so I have this horrible feeling of like I suck at this 
but you know, seeing the different types of mothers and like figuring out what you naturally are shows you that you have some strengths and there are some good things about the way that you are mothering. And these are things you could be doing better. <laughs> so like, you know, moving through the landscape, you learn maybe to think about doing things a different way, but it was really insightful to me when I read it. Like, I just, I loved it so much. So thank you for writing it, first of all. And it's just, it was really like, it really changed the way I thought about myself as a mother. So yeah, well done. Thank you. Yeah, it came a lot out of my struggle of after my second child was born, I had two um, in less than two years. And so kind of quickly, I sort of fell into the depths of motherhood. And, and I definitely, my biggest struggle was around feeling like I wasn't a good enough mother or a good mother. And, and so I have to say landscape of mothers, I didn't make it like I didn't intellectually <laughs> sit down and write it like it kind of came to me and um, and actually, I learned as much from it as I directed it, you know, so that was one of the things I, as I was writing, I realized like, oh, right, that this really resemble or like holds in a really good way, that struggle that seemed really amorphous with no edges of like, am I a good mother? Am I a bad mother? Like, what am I doing? And what makes me a good mother? And all these things that just feel like there's no end to the potential answers, or there's no container for it. And landscape of mothers feels like a container that can say like, yeah, you can locate where you're, where you're doing well. You can build off of where you're doing well too, instead of trying to fix. I mean, hopefully those two kind of go hand in hand where something gets fixed, but when we focus too hard, I think on the things we feel like we're failing at, it can just get that much harder to make any motion with it. And so when we, when we can say like, oh, look, here's my strengths. Here's where I'm just naturally, like, I don't even think about it. I'm good at that part. Then it gives us a place to work from. It feels like it's off of more solid ground rather than from like, how do I fix this unknown thing? (laughs) Right. So how long did it take you to write the book? Um, like three and a half years. <laughs> that's a, you're raising kids. You're doing okay. things. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> and like, I mean, when I wrote my book, it was all based on just like my story. So that's like an easy thing to write. But you like, this is, this is a much more in-depth kind of thing to write. What, so what led you to actually decide to write the book? Like what pushed you towards that? luck. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> so I love words. And, um, and so I've always kind of been a writer, but I would have never considered writing an actual book that I would publish. But one night, it's been four years ago now, because it was in February of 2017. I was going to bed and doing all the normal things, brushing my teeth and getting my pajamas on, whatever. I sat down to turn my light off. And I sort of like, my brain kind of said, landscape of mothers. And I was like, Ooh, that's a fancy title. I like it. Right. So I wrote it down and I was like, okay, I'll go look for it. Cause often I'll sort of use that as my intuition. Like, Oh, I should go find out what this thing is about. So I wrote it down. And then all of a sudden, all these things started flowing through me and actually it was wind mother, which I think is funny because she's so like that. Like I almost think of them as my friends now. <laughs> I'm a grown up with imaginary friends. <laughs> you know like I was just like oh the wind and I realized that technically wind isn't a landscape but creative license yeah and um 
So I just started writing down like, oh, she's so, you know, she can like lift you up and out of sort of the doldrums. And, and so I was just sort of writing like, oh, this is what this would be like. And so I would turn off the light and then I'd have another idea and so I'd turn it back on and I'd write it down. And then like, okay, I'm going to go to bed now. I turn off the light and lay back down. And, uh, and then something else would come through and I'd be like, oh, there's other ones. And I turn the light back on and start writing again. Um, and eventually I was afraid I was going to drive my husband insane. So I decided to, I just like open the shades a little bit and I was like writing by the full moonlight. And I was like, so there, it was all this stuff on this like newsletter or something. So it's all the way around the margins and on the backside and whatever. I hope you still have that because that's awesome. <laughs> I should see, I, I don't throw anything away. So housekeeping isn't my strength. So it's probably around somewhere, but anyway, and then they just kind of kept, like the ideas kept coming through. And so I kept writing. And honestly, in the beginning, I ended up with like 25 or 30 different mother archetypes. And I tried to just let them be their own thing and, and just stay in the creative space. I was trained as a scientist. So it was really, it took a lot for me to not impose a structure on it right away. And so but eventually the eight mothers that, that are in the book came through as sort of like the foundation and the anchors, the description of the terrain. And I think of them as a map and it just kept happening. Like they just, I just kept understanding more and more. And like I said, in the ways that it, that it is sort of um, a memoir, it's like as when they would come through, I'd be like, Oh, I remember that part. That was like this. And Oh, I remember when that happened and it was like that. And so I felt like I was understanding them as, as they were kind of coming in. That's super amazing. I really <laughs> love that. I love that. And I love that you did it. And like a lot of people would be like, okay, I'll get this all out and then just never do anything with it. But I love that you, you went ahead and you kept going and it's so amazing. Like, I love it. It's such a great Thank story. You. Yeah, they, it really had a life of its own in some ways because I am not, like, if I had to say who I'm not, I would say I'm not the river mother. And I think I even said it in the book, like, oh, yeah, this isn't my natural landscape. Like, I had to learn <laughs> things about it. Um, and I have to say this project was the easiest in terms of, like, being able to follow that thing all the way through and that it seemed to have its own sort of purpose. And to that end, there's at least two or three more books coming from just things that I've learned or, or could see in Landscape of Mothers and the ways that, that we can use it to help, to help ourselves sort of navigate, you know, what we don't know, we don't know. Right. Yeah, I love that. I love it. That's so great. So um, are you working on the next books already or have you just like not started them yet? Yeah, this winter, I just started writing um, the, it's going to be the field guide to landscape of mothers. Nice. It's going to be more about how to work with them. So all of this, I mean, in the three and a half years that I've been sort of playing with the material and, and sort of asking myself questions, I'd be, you know, like at some point I was like, oh, how are desert mother and island mother different? Cause I could see how they were similar, their neighbors. And so they're a little bit similar, but I was like, how are they different? And I just sort of like opened the question and I knew if I just waited. So I think that time I had to wait like a month, but eventually something happened and I was like, Oh, I get it. You know, <laughs> like I could just ask these questions. And I felt like, 
the mothers themselves or life or whatever would sort of deliver this answer of like, oh, this is how it is. I'm like, oh, okay. And so a lot of this stuff I've been aware of since sort of the beginning, but in order to make the books, like not a total encyclopedic <laughs> tome of like, here, read this, which then no one would. Um, I decided that that first book would really just be the, the landscapes themselves. Yeah, so there's more ways to work with them than just going through as a cycle. And so there's ways to be a little more pointed, like knowing where you are, but not knowing where to go from there. It's really the mothers across the wheel are sort of the medicine or hold the solution or something. So like for wind, the struggle of wind is to not be grounded, to kind of like, to be just sort of moving in every direction, whatever, and not very directed. And so the two mothers, because there's an, if you put sun and moon mother in the middle, who's the regulator, the one who kind of keeps like the daily rhythms and cycles and, and not just daily, but all the rhythms and cycles kind of together and, and sort of as an anchor of all the other things happening, then there's seven mothers around the circle. Mm -hmm. And so when you have one on one side, there's two across from it. So for wind mother, the two across from her are mountain and river. And so if we're struggling to like figure out where to go or what we're doing, or we feel scattered or whatever, then there's two kind of ways to deal with that. I think often we get caught in a binary, which I think is one of the other like fundamental principles of landscape of mothers is that we kind of get out of the binary system of like, it's this or it's that, it's good or it's bad. And I think back to, here's a little tiny aside, but like when I was struggling with parenting and am I a good mother or a bad mother, what I tended to do was find the thing that I struggled with as a kid, like the place I didn't feel like I had gotten what I needed and I would do the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. But the problem was neither one of those things were terribly balanced or terribly well, like neither one of them fit all the time, right? So I had felt sort of neglected and um, as a kid and like people weren't there. And so then I was like, I felt like I had to be overly present to my kids. And I just completely, it took me, it was only like a year and I was fully burned out. And so like, there has to be some other way, right? It can't just be these two options. And, um, and so this triad is what I call them, kind of gets us out of that sense of bouncing back and forth between the two options we think we have and gives us a third. So when wind mother's ungrounded, she can either kind of settle, like we would think, like you would want to like ground and find your like one place and be a little more stable and, and centered. The other way though is river mother is about going ahead and going somewhere, but doing it with focus and purpose. So maybe wind mother just needs some banks on that river and she's actually going somewhere. So grounding is actually going to make her feel like she stops. And so there's this way of working with them as these groups of three that kind of get us into a place where I think our brains can, those, neither one of those two things may be like the perfect answer, but at least they set us up as saying like, okay, I have a problem. I can do this or that. And then it seems like there's a creativity that's inherent to like, oh, or I could do this, or I could do that, you know, or I could do a little bit of both um, as opposed to like, either I have to be right here or I have to be right there. And as I said earlier, I am inherently wind mother, like hundred <laughs> percent, like that's just like the embodiment of me. 
but uh, even within my own kids, like I have three kids, my oldest is 18 and the youngest is 15. And the 18 year old needs me to be more river mother right now, like help him keep moving forward. And the 15 year old really needs me to be grounded and like steady for him. So it's interesting how like even, you know, like in one day I need to be practicing both of those options to help them get, you know, what they need more. Very yeah. interesting. That's another really good point is that our, that I think doesn't come through from most parenting books is sort of like there for a parenting book, it's like there is a way to do this and you do it this way. Mm-hmm. But what I hear you saying is actually my kids have different needs. And so I actually need to be a lot of different things and maybe in like almost side by side moments of I'm talking to you and now I'm talking to you and you need this, you need me to be here like this and you need me to be here like this. And that there is that sense that either at any given moment or different children or whatever, they're actually asking for different, you to show up with different skills to meet them where they're at. And as adults, it's sort of our job to meet them where they're at. And we hope that as they grow up, they learn more and more how to be more and more balanced with that, right? A lot of parenting is about parenting to where the child is or what they're asking for from you in that moment. And in truth, that's what all of our relationships are. Right, right. Just yeah. It's everything really. Hope, and hope among adults that we're, we're kind of coming in with equal skill sets and being able to meet as opposed to like somebody is like, you know, doesn't have the skill sets because there are three or four or whatever and throwing a tantrum, then we have to show up with the skills. And they, I think kids learn what we do by what we do more than what we say. Absolutely. I really wish that I'd had your book about 15 years ago. (laughs) I wish I'd had my book 15 years ago. (laughs) I think that's why I wrote it. You know, just, it was the book I wish I had when I was like, the parenting books were so far from where I, from my skill set that I was like, I don't know, there's like a gulf in here. I need a bridge. And it's more than a bridge though. It's like, it's honestly like, it feels like the answers. When I was reading through that, I realized, you know, that is one thing that I realized I'm terrible at. Like I'm terrible at, at the ritual of every day and just, you know, being the steady thing that goes through every day and rituals and stuff like that. And only like two years ago did I realize that I was, had in just unconsciously started doing a ritual every morning and that, and I could see a difference in each day when I did it, like when I would get up early before the kids were up, when I would, you know, be basically ready for the day before they got out of bed, the days would go so smoothly, so beautifully and so nicely. And the days when I would be like, nah, I just want to sleep a little bit longer, I would get up and be cranky and a mess and that just bled over into everybody else. And so it was like, if I'd had this book so much, so long ago, I would have realized it, but it took me forever. I mean, it took me probably 15 years to figure out that this was the way to make each day better. Just, you know, following through on these things that I know work, it works. It works every day that I do it. It doesn't always make every day magical, but it does ground me in every day and gives the kids something that they wake up and I'm already awake and I'm already in a good mood. And it just changes the way everybody reacts to everything throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our whole family is really 
often are oriented toward mom and how mom is in the beginning of the day sets the tone for everything. And so if we can get up and, and especially if we're clear enough about it, that we're saying like, Oh, I'm, I'm meeting my own needs. My guess is that you did that sort of instinctively of like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to meet some of these needs, whether that's like, I'm just going to think slowly and have my coffee and like feed the dog. Like I'm just going to do this and I'm going to be present to it and whatever. And then in those moments, you're cultivating what you need. And then when everybody else gets up, you can receive them. Right. And that's, that sets their tone too, to have begun their day, like present to someone and related, relating to someone. So that's a whole different tone for like, oh, I got up and everybody was scattered and I don't know what's going on. And then like my day is set too, right? Because like, moms, you know, like it or not often have that power of setting the tone for everybody in the house that day. Yeah, it, it really, it really is a power we don't even realize that we have. And that is what, how it started was doing things to take care of myself. Because if I don't get up early and work out, I won't work out. If I don't get up early and, you know, make the coffee beforehand, it'll be 10 o'clock and I still haven't had any coffee and I'm cranky because I haven't had any caffeine yet today. So it was, it mm-hmm. really started kind of selfishly in that I was trying to get what I needed to start, a, start my day right, but it, it, it affected everybody. And I didn't realize that when I started, so... Yeah. Boundaries is the realm of desert mother. And it just makes me think like that when we do something, that idea of like, that when we do something kind for ourselves and we actually create the space and time for ourselves and we're kind to ourselves, it makes it really easy to be kind to others, right? That we set up sort of an environment of kindness and tending and we start with us and then, and it seems yeah, selfish or counterintuitive sometimes. I think there's a really big dialogue out in the world of like moms are these selfless, whatever. I think the hidden truth to that is that the people who can give the most are the ones who are taking care of themselves the most, you know, meeting their own needs and, and being willing to ask where they need help or whatever, asking other people to, to meet their needs too. Well, I'm so glad that we had this chat today. Where can I send people? What's your best website, socials, all that stuff? Landscapeofmothers.com is where links to virtually everything are. So if that's the only connection that goes out, that's, you know, that's probably the best one. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Facebook, I'm Jill Clifton. (laughs) Instagram, I'm at Jill Deneen, which is my first and middle name. And then the other fun thing I've done is I've started a Landscape of Mothers YouTube channel. There's um, a playlist there that intro to Landscape of Mothers. So if someone has the book or doesn't have the book, and I kind of want to figure out what this is all about, um, there's a, a couple of short, like three or four minute videos in a series of, I think there's eight, that walks through sun and moon and like sort of how to begin or how to start thinking about it or how it can be helpful or useful. And then I'm kind of using that place though also to just put like lots of other thoughts, kind of like elucidating the background or foundations of landscape of mothers better or times that come up where one mother is really present for me and I'm doing some kind of work with that or or whatever. So there's kind of a lot of, they're pretty informal. It's I figured getting those things out was better than... <laughs> Like getting the lighting right and stuff. So a lot of them are me sitting on my porch or whatever, and there's chickens in the background and all kinds of stuff. But I find that the videos that resonate the most with me are the ones where 
it's in the moment and things are just like, I need to say this. And there are chickens in the background or kids slamming doors or whatever, but like, it's just life. It doesn't have to be perfect. And, you know, I like those better anyway. So perfect. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So the YouTube channel is fun. Yeah. And then, yeah, the website and landscape of mothers, the book is available through lots of different online booksellers, including Amazon. That's the fast and easy. Yeah, I'll just share all your links. Thank you again so much for being here with me. It was absolutely magical. And thank you again thank for you writing so the book genuinely. I don't think I, I've made clear enough how impactful it has been. And I'm going to go read it again because I read it once, but I want to read it again because I know like I've already forgotten things. So I want to revisit it regularly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm glad that it, it feels like it's resonating and oh my gosh, making a difference for you. It really, really is. Well, better cause here I come.